Oh, no, huh? I wanted this one. Yes. I, I used it last week. Um, one thing I did notice, I, I watched a little bit of the video from last week, and I kept standing like this. That is my military background. <laughs> I don't have anything messy today to get my hands dirty. I was really hoping that Billy was going to stay up here. She's going to help with Children's Church. Okay. I'm just going to have to use Zach as my illustration. What? Oh. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is the illustration requires two people. So, <laughs> no matter what, you can't get out of Zach, no matter how hard you try. Um, do not need the outline today. Okay. Uh, so what was last week's message? Anyone? It's not, a, what do you mean it's not about me? But, but it is, isn't it? So it, it's not about you as last week, um, forgetting about what others have to say about you and focusing on doing God's will more than anything else. Uh, not following the crowd or what's popular, along with establishing boundaries to prevent ourselves from being drained by other people. Uh, we had the nice onion illustration about the boundaries and the layers, and thankfully my hands didn't smell for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, so after we have down about not worrying about what others say about us, where do we tend to focus next? ourselves. So that takes us to the second part of this series on focus, which is it's not about me. So just like last week, you guys did great last week. So join me in saying it's not about me. Okay? It's not about me. Again, it's not about me. And one more time, it's not about me. Now, is it difficult for you to say that? Um, <laughs> uh, if you really think about it, um, for me personally, it's harder for me to say it's not about me than it is for me to say it's not about you. It just comes naturally for me. <laughs> um, maybe that's from me being on my own for so long. Um, I left home when I was 18 and then really didn't have anyone around too much because military moving and so forth. And now I'm married, and that's a really big change from it's all about me. <laughs> so um, hopefully today we can learn something from this message and apply it to our daily walk with Jesus. Uh, the central scripture for today comes from John 3:22 through 30. Uh, and it says, after this, Jesus... the." Uh, I don't know why I always stumble over Jesus' name. I think I try and rush it too much. They're like, <laughs> Okay, so after this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John also was baptizing at 
I should have looked these words up, Anon, near Salem, because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing. Everyone is going to him. To this John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bridge belongs to the, oh wait, oops, the bride, sorry. <laughs> the bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. So a lot of what this sermon is based off is off of that last verse. He must become greater and I must become less. So we are going to put these verses into a little bit more of a visual context. So I need two volunteers and Zach just volunteered to be one. <laughs> I need another one. Tabby. Oh, I need you two up here. Join in the video. People get to see you all around the world. You're live on YouTube. <laughs> so exciting. For this illustration, you are John. And you get to be Jesus. Okay, so John and his disciples had exclusiveness over the treats. And his disciples weren't really happy about it. Because at first we're like, ooh, we get to eat all this by ourselves. Does that feel good? Yeah? You want some? Yeah. Oh, I do too. Too bad we only have one. I should have given you the plate with two. <laughs> okay, but then his, John's disciples are like, Hey, look over the river. Jesus has gobs. I'm John. Jesus has gobs. I want some gobs. Can you get them for us? You you can. You can get me those gobs. Because those gobs look really awesome. <laughs> no, John says that in order for Jesus to become greater, I need to be like, okay, you know what? Go over here. Jesus needs to grow, and I can become less. I don't need to baptize people. I don't need to eat those pastries anymore. It's okay. Jesus has it. Thank you. You want these? Yeah? Uh, are you allergic to peanut butter? Okay, those are peanut butter gobs. <laughs> okay, so isn't this essentially what parents do for their children? Uh, as they grow up, 
parents will give more and more to their kids. Uh, some people can consider kids draining sometimes. <laughs> um, but they realize that they don't need certain things and giving it to their kids to help them grow and become better than what they were is one of those things that parents just do. Um, and then to give this story a more personal context, I look a lot at my mom. Um, when I was a little kid, my mom and dad divorced when I was like five. And we moved back to Pennsylvania. We were living in Hartford, Connecticut. Didn't even know Pennsylvania existed. I mean, come on, I was five. So um, at the time, my brothers and I only knew how to speak Spanish, which I have no clue how to do anymore. Not a lick. <laughs> um, I remember seeing people speaking on TV, and they were speaking English. And I was like, are those aliens, Mom? It's like, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> um, so just at that point, I hadn't been exposed to any other languages or cultures or anything like that. So he came to Pennsylvania, and I had to learn English before I could go to school. And uh, I was going into kindergarten. I think I did preschool in Hartford. And I, I remember throwing such a fit about it. I had this really big dictionary. I can visualize it. It's like big elephants, had the letter E and everything. I'm like, why do I have to learn this? It's English. I don't want to learn English. Why can't you speak Spanish? Um, so we ended up having to get a tutor. Um, I'm pretty sure her name was Peggy. And from what I remember when I was little, our families, like my mom's side of the family couldn't help much. Um, some of it was from own personal preference because we were no longer like them, per se. We were different. And then others were just like, well, we financially can't help. So my mom ended up having to work three different jobs while trying to raise the three of us. And boy, were we rambunctious. <laughs> uh, but to me, um, her si sacrificing so much when we were little just to help us be able to learn English so we could go to school and be able to be successful. Um, to me, that's like one of the great sacrifices that I will always remember and never forget. So, Mom, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> okay, the, the problem with our society is that we focus um, more so on me than on anything else. Um, fewer and fewer people are willing to sacrifice or give something up in order to allow others to flourish. Uh, we've become blah. Uh, it's I need this or I need that. So I have an iPhone. It's iPhone 5S. I am dated. Uh, so I want to get the new iPhone. It's like iPhone 6S Plus. It's the newest thing. It's got bigger screen, bigger processor. I can store more photos on it. Um, I don't know what else I can do with it. Um, but with a bigger screen, I can also get an iPad Pro. You know, it's like they, the regular iPad is probably, oh, you took the tablet. Um, regular iPad is about this size, maybe a little bigger. 
iPad Pro is like this. It's awesome, you know, bigger, better. Just kind of like with cars, right? Bigger, better. Hey, every time Tracy and I go down the road, um, we'll spot cars. And it's like, ooh, is that the one we like? Is that the Challenger or is that the Charger? I don't remember which one it is. It's like, I like that one. <laughs> we, we were driving down the road. Uh, was that yesterday or the day before? We saw the red one. The day before. Um, we were driving down the road and it passes us. And she's like, ooh, it's for sale. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She's like, catch it. Speed up. We can buy it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, here I am in a little tiny Honda Fit that barely has any horsepower. It's like, <laughs> start shaking. <laughs> Some of this isn't even in the sermon at all. I'm just <laughs> going with it. Okay, so we, we have our iPhones, our iPads. Um, we have the iFit. Does anyone participate in iFit? Know what it is? No. The iFit. Okay, iFit is an online subscription. Okay, iFit, I'm giving you a free promo here, I guess. <laughs> um, it, it allows you to sync some of your devices onto the cloud, essentially, and then you can compete with other people. And you can, like, track how good you're doing. Like, yesterday I ran, like, a mile in 12 minutes, and then today I did it in five so it's just another one of these things that are tailored to an individual person being able to compete against everyone else. So it's like, I want to beat you. I want to beat you. I want to beat you. Why? Because it's all about me, right? That, that's what society trains us to do. So at what point does this I or me thing wear off. Uh, sometimes it takes remembering the past um, and what others have sacrificed to get you where you are. For some, it's getting married. Uh, for others, it's having kids. And for others, it just doesn't wear off. So, burn. <laughs> so for those others, I, including ourselves, I mean, really, I always need to work on this because it's so easy for me to get wrapped up into it's all about me still because, I mean, I like being me sometimes. <laughs> so how do we change the meanness and get to focus on others? First, Read the Bible. It, we, we really need to buy, read the Bible consistently because we need examples of people that put others first, um, that are selfless, and everyone doesn't have an example of that in their lives. Uh, so reading the Bible can give us that example from Noah spending pretty much his entire life building a boat. How many people would like to spend their entire life doing one task of building a boat with pretty much just your hands. I mean, if you honestly think about that, it's like, hey, what you doing today? Building a boat. <laughs> Ugh. What are you doing today? Building a boat. Ugh. 
And I'm like, he did this for hundreds of years. That's just insane to me. And then we have Moses leading the people out of Egypt. Could you imagine being Moses? Come on, guys, let's go. I don't want to. I don't want to. Parents can, parents can associate with this, right? It's like, go to school. I don't want to. Get up, go to church. I don't want to. <laughs> right? Uh, then we have uh, Rahab in the Bible, uh, where she's allowing Moses' scouts to go in and hide in her home. Like, she could be killed for that. It's essentially treason. And she's like, you know what? Come in. She hides them and then lets them escape out the window so that they stay safe and she's serving God's people. And then we have Elijah. This one's a hard one for me, like extremely hard. Elijah goes and burns all of his possessions so that he could go follow Elijah. Um, I can't burn all my possessions. I, that would be foolish, right? It's hard. I, I, have, I literally have uh, eight cases of CDs, I think, it, something like that in the house. And they're not like the little tiny ones. They're like this thick. And it's all music I used to listen to. And I don't know why. I just can't let it go. I'm like, oh. It's like every now and then I'll look at them and I'm like, that one's really bad. I'm not listening to that one. Ooh, oh, I remember that. That one looks like really good memories. But I can't imagine myself saying, okay, we're going to let this go. We're going to burn it. I can, I'm fine with actually giving it away. But for whatever reason, doing what Elijah did and just be like, there it went. Can't do that. I don't know why. Um, probably the me selfishness going on a little bit. Okay, so where else are you going to see examples of people doing things like this throughout our lives? I mean, are you going to see Donald Trump or Hillary doing that? I mean, I, I got a really good kick out of Donald Trump one day um, when he went to, I think, State College. He was talking about bringing Penn State back to its glory days. I'm going to bring Paterno back. And it's like, that's a really good feat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy's dead. He didn't even do any research in it. Um, but that one just tickled me a little bit. Okay, so um, after we, well, not after we, as we continually go through the Bible and read it and take it in, we also need to surround ourselves with like-minded people. Um, in 2 Corinthians 6, verses 14 and 15, it says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness, righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? So, it, with this, it's really hard because we want to disciple the people and we want to talk to them but at the same time you don't want to lock yourself into a position where you're constantly being drained upon by someone that doesn't believe what you believe I mean it's just not good for your soul and for your mission which is our mission is to go and disciple other people to believe in Christ in order to bring God's kingdom 
to earth. Um, even though it seems like a really difficult task, especially nowadays with everything going on. Um, so, where can you find these people that are like-minded? Well, we do have the church here Sunday mornings. Um, I'm really thankful that Zach started going to another youth group whenever we stopped. Uh, I don't know if that was his initiative or his mom's or dad's, but I'm just extremely thankful that he is going to another location where he can surround himself with like-minded individuals. Um, there's women's Bible study. There's Wednesday Bible study. It, if there's something that we don't do here that helps you connect with other people, go to another church and look at their small groups. Maybe they have something that works for you. Or maybe you can start one. My voice went up a little bit when I said that. <laughs> Tracy told me one time, she's like, there's a telltale sign of people when they lie. She's like, their voice goes up. <laughs> and I'm like, no, seriously. <laughs> it, I, I don't know why I do it. it. It might be like just like an excitedness or something, but every now and then I do do that. And she's like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this one. <laughs> um, but, but essentially just get involved with other people that do believe. And I mean, if it's something like, oh, we're going to have a men's hunting course led by Jim, where we go out and we track deer all day, but while we're tracking deer, we focus on God and say about where he's leading us and the experiences that we encounter through him. Sounds like a pretty good idea, right? I just came up, came up with that. Yeah. God's with us today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what was that section? I have to go through my notes quick. Okay, so surround yourself with like-minded people. Sorry, I lose myself in my thoughts sometimes. Have you ever had it where you are talking and are talking to yourself at the same time, and then you get completely lost in what you were thinking compared to what you were saying? I do that quite a bit. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm, I'm like so amazed I haven't done that previously in the other sermons I've done. Okay, so next we would actually continue to follow Jesus. Um, so we have Philippians 2, 1 through 5. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceits, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others in your relationship with one another, having the same mindset as Christ. So, after a while of taking in Scripture and surrounding yourself with other people that believe, you actually start to physically walk the same path. It's kind of like if, um, I don't know of a good analogy for this. I'm blank on this one. Uh-oh. 
Um, it, essentially, we just need to continue to follow Jesus and the example set forth in the Bible and just do as he says. It's not overly complicated, but it's extremely hard for us to do so for some reason. Um, probably the it's about me sort of ideology. Um, and the bad thing is, like, as children, this is kind of forced upon us. I mean, when we're little kids and we have siblings, I, I'm sure that you guys can relate to the kids always, like, fighting over things and taking it away from the other person. And then when we get to school, it's like, oh, I need to have better grades. It's like, I can't let this person see my paper. I never cheated on a test, by the way. <laughs> I did horrible in school, but I never cheated. <laughs> um, so eventually we just start to follow Jesus and the example that he sets forth. Um, if that's nothing more than as someone kicks over a cup that has a homeless person's change in it and they keep walking that you stop and you go back and you help the person collect their things. Yes, we did. Um, so we, we were in New York uh, for Tracy's uh, dissertation. No, well, yeah, that was for your dissertation, sort of. Yeah, a conference. Um, and then afterwards, we went to New York City. <clears throat> we went to New York City for our or anniversary. I was going to say honeymoon. <laughs> Uh, so while we were there, we were walking through the streets, and there was this homeless person on the side, and you see them quite a bit in New York. And these individuals walked by, and with, with the area we were at, I think there was some construction going on, so it was a tight gap to, for everyone to have to go between. And these two individuals walked by and just accidentally kick the person's stuff over. And his money goes flying and everything. And they kind of like look back and they're like, huh, okay. Not even thinking twice about just being like, oh, my bad, I'm so sorry. So we stopped and went over and helped the person pick their stuff up. Um, just because as followers, followers of Christ, that's what we should do. Am I really almost up to 30 minutes, dude? Oh, pastor, you're in trouble. <laughs> I, w I was really worried about today because I was writing everything out, and then these last two topics, I was like, oh, these are rough. I'm going to have to fill them in and everything. And I was like, this might go really fast, like 10 minutes. I'm like going through my notes. I'm like, one minute, two minute, five minutes, 10 uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> and then Tracy tells me, she's like, don't worry about time. She's like, just do whatever. And I'm like, but everyone needs 30 minutes. But that's really one of those things where it's more so about me than about the congregation. It's like, this is my goal. This is my task. This is what I need to do. <laughs> it, it, it's my list. 
Yeah, and, and Pastor does a phenomenal job with being able to look through his notes and being like, oh, uh, don't need this, don't need this, don't need this. Okay, we're good. So I guess I should wrap things up then. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I actually have is disciple others. Uh, Jesus was always teaching other people. Uh, he passed that on to his disciples. As Christians, we are called to be disciples to others. We are to further God's kingdom. In Matthew 28, Jesus talks to his disciples and says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the, one of the last things Jesus instructs his disciples to do is to go make other disciples. And that's what we should be doing whenever we go through our daily walk, is getting rid of the focus of me and this is what I want to do to let's focus on what other people need and trying to get them to be closer to Christ. And with that, I got a minute left, so we shall pray and say thank you. We're under 30 minutes. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for not allowing me to go too far into the sermon that it wears everyone out and they get tired. Um, thank you for the example that you've set forth within Scripture and for providing it to so many people and for us being able to read it and take it in and apply it and help us to focus on you more so than on ourselves, or on other people's opinions of us. Um, thank you for everything that you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name we pray.